The Islanders surprise everyone by firing head coach Barry Trotz. We'll explain why Lula Morello did it, what it means for the team, and where they go from here. All that and more coming up on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Sart tees it up, and a save is made by Bobrovsky. Nelson, Marcel with the open net, and he scores! Hi, and welcome to the Locked On Islanders podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Gil Martin. I'm an Islanders columnist and historian. And I wrote the book Ice Wars, which covers the complete history of the Islanders' rivalry with the Rangers from 1972 to the modern era. All right, everybody, welcome to the Tuesday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. So glad you could be with us today. Thank you for being part of the Locked On Islanders family, and thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. If you've got something Islanders related on your mind, if you want to discuss your opinions on the recent dismissal of head coach Barry Trotz, whatever it may be, a question, a comment, a topic you'd like us to talk about, feel free to send us an email, the email address lockedonislanders at gmail.com. And if you leave your first name and where you're from, we're happy to mention you on the show when we talk about whatever it is that's on your mind. You could also follow the show on Twitter at Locked On Isles, and you could follow me, Gil Martin, on Twitter at Ice Wars, NYR, VSNYI. We'll keep you up to date on all the latest news, notes, and happenings concerning New- your New York Islanders from free agency to the new coaching search and hire to the draft and the draft lottery and we'll have a very special live draft lottery episode tonight on youtube so make sure you join us for that at seven o'clock eastern time we will keep you going throughout this busy off season on all things new york islanders so i don't even know where to begin we you know i woke up started my day and All of a sudden, you know, my phone blows up that the New York Islanders had parted ways with head coach Barry Trotz, and nobody really expected this. And I'll say this, my initial reaction to it was, why? And when I look back at Barry Trotz's four seasons on Long Island. If you're going to describe them, you would have to say they were successful. In fact, I would go as far as to say that if you look back at the history, now 50-year history of the New York Islanders, Barry Trotz is probably the second most successful head coach in Islanders history behind only Al Arbor. He made the playoffs three straight years, two of them getting all the way to the conference final. He 
turn the team around from a, a team that was struggling and disorganized into a team that played a distinct, disciplined, tough-to-play-against style that, you know, got them success. Uh, you, you look at his record over the course of the three seasons, and, you know, uh, actually over the all four seasons, he had a winning record. And, you know, he had a 152, 102, and 34 regular season mark. He had a 28 and 21 playoff record with the Islanders. And he won the Jack Adams Award in 2019 as the NHL's best coach of the year. This was a surprise. And my initial thought was why? I, I don't understand it because when I look at what happened this year, most of the problems, most of the reasons why the Islanders struggled this year and were disappointing this year, to me, did not revolve around Barry Trotz. Not to say that Barry Trotz had nothing to do with it, not to say that Barry Trotz, there weren't things he could have done better or differently, but when I look at the reasons for the season, most of the failures fall into a few different categories. We'll start with the obvious. The team opened the season with a 13-game road trip because of the new arena. That is hard on anybody. That was the second longest road trip in the history of the NHL. Then when you arrive and start playing games at home, initially your team doesn't really know the arena any better than the road team. They haven't had time to get used to it, figure out where the pucks go, etc., etc. So that compromises your home ice advantage, at least for the first, let's say, five, six, seven home games of the season. Now you're already getting into late November. You're around American Thanksgiving. COVID, obviously, had a lot to do with it. And COVID had two things to do with the disappointing season for the Islanders. Number one was the fact that they played too many games with six, seven, eight, even nine players on the COVID reserve list, and those games were not postponed. And then there were so many games postponed that after, let's say, January 1st, you're looking at making up a whole lot of games in not a whole lot of time. And so you, you, you end up with an older team playing a lot without a lot of practice time, without a lot of rest. All of these things definitely hurt the Islanders. Some of the other things that hurt the Islanders, to me, go more into the Lula Morello column. Uh, over the last two off-seasons, both Devon Taves and Nick Letty were traded. Not saying that they didn't have to be traded or that that was a mistake in and of itself, but uh, who were they replaced with? You lose Nick Letty and Devon Taves, you replace them with Andy Green and Zdeno Chara. Not guys who move the puck with the same skill and ability, not the guys who help you make the transition from defense to offense the way Letty and Taves did, and it certainly cost the team. You lose Jordan Everly in the expansion draft, and you replace him with Kyle Palmieri, who really did not 
live up to the first round, a uh, first line uh, place that he was supposed to fit into. He didn't replace Eberly well. He was more of a second or even third line player. And, well, one goal in the first 29 games. Okay, again, all of these things, not things that I blame Barry Trotz for, more things that I think fall into the either fate, circumstance, uh, sort of a perfect storm, or miscalculations on the part of Lou Lamorello as to how he put this team together for this particular year. But there are some reasons that, you know, Barry Trotz, there are things he could have done better. Obviously, the way this team handled all the time they had off because of COVID and then all the time that, you know, after COVID when they had so many games in so little time with a veteran team, could Barry Trotz have rested his team more rather than practicing? Could he have handled that set of circumstances differently? Possibly. The development of Oliver Wallstrom and Kiefer Bellows, very uneven. We know Barry Trotz prefers sticking with veterans. Uh, and I think he did that to a fault at times this year. And then, to me, the other area that I think Barry Trotz sort of has... Uh, some responsibility for. Barry Trotz's system is very intense and difficult to play. It's effective, but in order to be effective, the positioning has to be precise. The effort has to be intense. You've heard me talk, if you're a regular listener to this show, about the system that the Islanders play, that it's like playing playoff-style hockey all season long. And the last two years, when the season was cut first by the outbreak of the COVID pandemic, then the season starting late and being truncated because COVID wasn't gone yet and still isn't gone, but the way it affected the team, you play 52 games or 60 games and then go into the playoff bubble, that is more manageable under the intense Barry Trotz style of play. But over 82 games, I think it takes a physical and emotional toll on the players. Now, Lou Lamorello interviewed the players as they do every season, exit interviews, and I think that he sensed some kind of an issue between the players and the coaching staff, or at least between the players and Barry Trotz, that he wanted corrected. And that's why, inevitably, he made the move. Now, Trotz said, that, uh, Lamarillo rather said that the decision was his and his alone. I, I do tend to believe that, but... A shocking move, and we're going to talk more about it coming up uh, on this show because there is still a lot to discuss it. And quite honestly, we're going to be discussing it for the next several days, uh, including tomorrow after we talk about the draft lottery live. We will have you know the rest of our show and, and, and talk about uh, more fallout from this. We are going to postpone our player-by-player -player evaluation for the next few days until we get more of this discussion 
under our belt. So when we come back, more about Barry Trotz and the fallout from it and some of the players that may be affected. But first, today's episode is brought to you by your friends at Bet Online. Our partners at Bet Online continue to be the number one source for all your betting needs and sports info. Find all the latest odds, news, and sports developments, including this year's basketball playoffs, Major League Baseball scores, fights, and even next season's NFL futures. Bet Online is your continued source for all your sports wagering information from live betting to playoffs, esports, and more. And yes, that includes the Stanley Cup playoffs. Head over to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more about the trends in action. Bet Online, where the game starts. Thank you for making Locked On Islanders your first listen. For your next listen, check out the Locked On Now podcast. Nightly recaps of every NHL playoff game with analysis from our local experts. It's free and available wherever you get podcasts. So, again, I am understanding that there are certain things that Barry Trotz could have done better. He is human. Uh, And to me, Wallstrom and, and Bellows and their lack of development probably are near the top of that list. Uh, I think there was also sort of a lack. There were too many nights this year. Not every night, but how many nights did we talk about the team lacked effort or cohesiveness or the ability to play Islanders-style hockey? Too many breakdowns defensively. We didn't have that very often. Okay, every team is going to have the odd off game, but... You know, out of 82 games, there were maybe 15 or more this year where the team went through long stretches of not playing Islanders hockey. And that is certainly part of the problem this year. But, you know, the question now becomes, who's up next? Do you go with Lane Lambert, who has been Trotz's right-hand man for so long? and is clearly ready for the possibility of becoming a coach, but has never been a head coach yet at the NHL level? Do you bring in someone else? And then the obvious question is, who are you going to bring in that is better than Barry Trotz? Trotz, third all-time in NHL history with 914 coaching wins. The only coaches ahead of him, Scotty Bowman and Joel Quenville. That's elite company. Uh, okay, maybe you needed a change, but again, who do you have in mind? Who's better? And I guess the other question becomes, if you do bring in a different coach, will he have a different style? And then what happens to certain players? The identity line, for example, Sezikis, Martin, Clutterbuck, and then, you know, Ross Johnston when he was in the lineup. Those guys are tailor-made for the Barry Trotz system. Do they lose value to this team as they're getting older if the new coach is playing more of a speed game, which most NHL teams are playing in this day and age? Do, Do those type of players suddenly have less value? Does Zach Parise have less value on an Islanders team that is trying to do things differently? Do you have to strip away some players because they're not going to fit in whatever the new system is 
take one step back to hopefully take two steps forward? Or are you stripping down this team and saying, okay, we're getting a new coach, a new system. We got to build back from the beginning and start all over again. I don't think that's what Lou Lamorello has in mind. But some of these guys who have been signed by this team and who were signed to extensions during, you know, at the trade deadline, maybe don't fit into the new system quite as well as they fit into the Barry Trotz system. And so we may see more changes coming down the pike on this roster than we would have expected had Barry Trotz remained the coach. So certain players are going to be affected adversely. Certain players may be affected in a positive way. You got to think Oliver Wallstrom and Kiefer Bellows will have more opportunities if they can prove themselves under a new coach who isn't so reliant on veterans. You got to figure statistically at least that guys like Anders Lee and Brock Nelson and Matthew Barzal uh, and probably Anthony Bevilier, if he remains with the team, should put up better offensive numbers. You want to talk fantasy hockey? These guys should be playing better next year statistically if they're not as shackled to that defense-first Barry Trotz system. So a lot of questions that still remain unanswered for this Islanders team right now. And hopefully, they will be answered. Now, we're going to, again, continue to look at this. We're going to talk a little bit more as we learn more about the fallout. And I'm investigating that and talking to some people to see what I could find out. We'll talk about coaching candidates and who may be a possibility to take over as the next coach of the New York Islanders. And this offseason, which I already said was going to be pivotal and important and a sort of a crossroads for the Islanders, it just got even more interesting and unpredictable. And who the new coach is, how Lou Lamorello and the new coach go about stocking players for this team going forward, uh, how, who goes, who stays, uh, what system they're going to play, all of these things become big questions. We know, historically, Lou Lamorello has never been shy about firing coaches. I remember when he was with the Devils, three or four days before the end of the season, he fired Larry Robinson, the Hall of Fame former Canadians and Kings defenseman. Um, when they were in first place, yeah, they were slumping a little bit down the stretch, but they were in first place. The playoffs were just around the corner. Lou Lamorello fired Larry Robinson. So... While it was a surprise, it maybe should never come as a shock because Lou Lamorello is, is decisive. He knows what he wants to do, and he doesn't take losing lightly. Uh, but, you know, I was surprised that if this didn't happen, it didn't happen right after the season. The fact that it took a week or two after the season tells me that those player exit interviews had a lot to do with the decision made in order to let go of Barry Trotz. It'll be an interesting offseason now for sure, and we will have it all covered for you here on the Locked On Islanders podcast every step of the way. 
We've got more to discuss on this episode of the show. We'll have our Islanders birthday of the day and some more thoughts about the dismissal of Barry Trotz. All that still to come on this episode of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Time now for our Islanders birthday of the day. And uh, yesterday was the 31st birthday for former Islander defenseman Calvin Dahan. Dahan, still in the NHL, played for the Blackhawks again this year. Originally drafted by the Islanders, 12th overall in the first round back in 2009 after three successful junior seasons with the Oshawa Generals. Played one game in 2011-2012 for the Islanders and became more of a full-time player in 2013-2014. Stayed with the Isles through the 2017-2018 season and then went one season to Carolina and has spent the last three years with Chicago. You know, Dahan, good skater, solid in his own zone, good passer, but not what I would call an offensive defenseman. His career high in points so far, 25 in a season, which came with the Isles back in his last season uh, or before last season on the Island, 2016 2017, when he had five goals and 20 assists. Um, Nice guy, likable guy, and a hard worker. Uh, One of those second or third pairing defensemen who are pretty reliable. DeHaan has played in 520 career NHL games to date. 19 goals, 119 points, and 195 penalty minutes. Um, He adds... 37 playoff games, 16 of those with the Islanders, one goal, four assists. Three of those four assists came in an Islanders uniform. We are going to go back and look at one of Calvin DeHaan's better games with the Islanders at the uh, Joe Lewis Arena, February 21st, 2017. Islanders visiting the Red Wings. Tomas Grice, the goalie for the Islanders. Peter Mrazek is the goalie on this day for the Red Wings. And it was the Islanders getting on the board first. Josh Bailey unassisted 15 minutes into the game. His 12th of the year, Islanders up 1-0. But Detroit answers literally with less than one second left on the clock. Scott Mayfield goes off for holding with four seconds left. And right off the draw, Henrik Zetterberg, his 14th, from ex-Islander Thomas Vanek and ex-Islander Franz Nielsen after one period, we're all even at one apiece. In the second period, it's the Islanders' power play that gets to work. Vanek heads off for tripping and our Islanders' birthday of the day. Calvin DeHaan, his fourth on the power play from Brock Nelson and Alan Quine at 10.46. After 40 minutes, the Islanders held a 2-1 lead. In the third, the Islanders add to their lead early. John Tavares, his 22nd from Josh Bailey at 342. Detroit got a power play chance when Anders Lee was called for goalie interference at 813 of the third, but the Islanders were able to shut it down. Grice making 26 saves in this game, and the Islanders defeated the Red Wings by a score of 3-1. For Calvin DeHaan, he had a goal on four shots, and It was on the power play, and it was the game winner. So we're a day late, but I want to wish a very happy 31st birthday to Carp Ontario native Calvin DeHaan. He is our Islanders' birthday 
of the day. This is uh, a tough one. Uh, still trying to sort of wrap my head around the decision, trying to figure out where the New York Islanders go from here. Uh, you know, maybe you can make the argument, and I, I don't know if it's true that a coach like Barry Trotz, because of the difficulty of the system, the intensity involved in it, uh, you know, maybe he wore out his welcome. Maybe, maybe he has a shelf life because of that. But then you look. He started out as coach of the Nashville Predators back in 1998 and stayed there for 15 seasons. Never got past the second round of the playoffs there. But, you know, they were an expansion team originally. Didn't make the playoffs for the first six years. He didn't wear out his welcome there. Now, there was more roster turnover in Nashville, especially early when you're an expansion team. But I tell you, I don't think that's it. I think the chemistry on this team just did not seem to click at times this year. And, you know, it wasn't a contract issue. It was Lou Lamorello essentially saying the team did not live up to expectations. And this is the result. By the way, uh, Lamorello did make it clear each and every one of our assistant coaches is under contract for next season. We'll address everything appropriately, and a new coach will have a voice in whatever decisions ought to be made, if they are to be made. Uh, Lamorello denies there was a rift between him, a rift between him and Trotz. It, it just seems like Lamorello felt it was time for a different voice in the locker room, and. We'll see if this ends up being a, a very good decision or a decision that hurts the Islanders in the long run. I don't know if I would have made this move. Uh, I understand the reasons behind it. But to me, you got one of the better coaches in the league in Barry Trotz. And one disappointing season with a lot of extenuating circumstances. I would have at least let him start the next season, see where he goes. But... Hey, I'm not the general manager, and this is the decision that was made. Again, don't forget, tomorrow we have our live draft lottery reaction show at 7 o'clock Eastern time. Make sure you join us for that. Thanks again for making Locked On Islanders your first listen every day. Now make your second listen Locked On NHL. From first-round playoff matchups to each Stanley Cup kiss, Locked On NHL covers the playoffs like no other. Hear the latest news and opinions from local experts Every Monday through Friday, it's free and available wherever you get podcasts. Don't forget to join us for the live show tomorrow. If you can't make it, it will be the Wednesday podcast. So you can either watch it on YouTube or listen to it at that time. Have a great day, everybody. Stay safe. And of course, let's go Islanders.